Hi, and welcome to our podcast, There's Been a Murder by Ashley and Gareth. This is where we discuss true crimes that have occurred in both our home countries. Gareth's been Ireland and mine's been Scotland. As a reminder, this episode has depictions of, of violence that some listeners may find disturbing. So listener discretion is advised. Now, Ashley, who are we talking about today? Which murder are you going to talk us through? So we are actually going to be discussing the murder of Laura Ann Donnelly today. Of course, you gave a wee preview in our last episode where you said we're, f- we're focusing on the murderer. We're focusing more on the murder, murder. victim yes, on the murder than side. the murderer yes. themselves. Yes. So I've been humming and hawing for a while about this murder and if I should discuss it or not on the podcast. It's one that crosses my mind pretty often, most likely because it happened in my hometown of Paisley. But also, I feel such sheer sadness due to the nature of this murder, due to the genuine, innocent nature of the victim. Mm-hmm. So today we'll be looking at the murder of Laura Ann Donnelly. Okay. Laura Ann Donnelly grew up in Paisley with her older brother Alan and her parents Archibald and Anne. They were a close-knit family who attended church regularly and they were members of the local St Mary's RC Church in Paisley. Laura went to St Ninian's School in the south side of Glasgow, which was a Roman Catholic school. At school, Laura was a bright, well-liked, lovely girl. So yeah, just your typical sort of like... Typical family. family, yeah. Always like the name uh, Archibald. Yeah, it's just there's a nice ring to it. <laughs> there's like a demeanor, like with it, like mm. as you know, quite a stance, yeah. isn't there? Once leaving school, Laura worked as a manager in a local blockbuster shop. So we're going back <laughs> in the days if anyone remembers blockbuster. a blockbuster and having yeah. a blockbuster card. I actually don't know if we had blockbuster in Northern Ireland. Oh really? We definitely had you know like video rental shops, but uh-huh. like I always seen blockbuster as like a, an american thing well it was but yeah. like yeah no we we had quite a lot of blockbusters no, locally I, I, I mean like i could be completely speaking false yeah so i could have bought you just like don't recall them. yeah but yeah. you know what they are oh yes yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so for maybe our younger listeners blockbuster essentially is netflix you would instead you would go to a shop you would pick out a film and then it was dvds mm-hmm. and you would rent that for a few days yes and yeah that was Essentially, yeah, it was like, kind of day. like a video library. Ah, yeah, that mm-hmm. was it. Laura had a long-term boyfriend called Gary, who worked for the local bike shop called Dooley Cycle, which is still going strong in the town today. I was going to say, I think I've I recognise the name, like, like I've seen it. Yeah, Dooley's is actually not far from my work, so that's probably how you've seen it. Uh, you okay, probably yes, drove yeah, by yeah, it several yeah. times. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, it's still going strong, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. They, the couple had been together for five years and it was apparent to everyone that knew them that they were one another's soulmates. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I've got a nice picture so far. Mm-hmm. She comes from a well-respected family. They go to church together. They're close. She went to a good school. She's left school. She's working as a manager in Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. She's met the love of her life. Life's good. Yes. Yep. Laura was well-liked and she always took the time out to stop and play with children that lived in her street. Laura still happily lived at home with her parents, so was well known to all the neighbours. She would even take the local children around to Trick or Treat at Halloween. A neighbour of the Donnelly family said she was a lovely girl. She was quite quite quiet, but she was so friendly and had everything ahead of her. So Mm -hmm. we've got a great impression of Laura so far. Yes, yeah. Nice girl. Yeah, someone you would always want want to know and want to be around. Yes. On the 31st of July, 1999, which was Paisley Fair. 
So it's a bank holiday weekend. You get Glasgow Fair. Aye, Edinburgh get Fair. Edinburgh Fair. We get our own fair. We get Paisley Fair. Okay. Um, and it's usually the very end of July, start of August. Mm-hmm. So on Paisley Fair weekend, Laura went on a night out with two of her closest friends. It was one of our friends' 23rd birthdays, so they were having a night out to celebrate. They set out to have a good time and they headed to Fury Murray's, locally known as Fury's. Fury's was a well-loved establishment in Paisley and many spent their Saturday nights here. Is Fury's still about or has it been changed? Um, Fury's was about when I was definitely 18 and then I think it closed for a bit. It might possibly be back now. I can't remember. Under the same name or a different name? I feel like it would be the same name. Okay. Um, When I turned 18, Mm -hmm. it was still like a good night out, but I think it was sort of getting past its prime a wee bit. Ah, okay. But definitely... 1999 Paisley mm-hmm. was a really popular p- place for a night out yeah many yeah. traveled from like Glasgow into Paisley because mm-hmm. it was a thriving you had so many different nightclubs and things so yeah. Fury's would have been up I remember there. your your parents then so yeah. is that like it was always Paisley was the place to be yeah 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 as it was Paisley Fair that weekend mean the most would also have the Monday off Fury's was packed Laura's two friends decided to call it a night around 1 30 a.m However, Laura was enjoying herself and she'd bumped into people that she that she knew, so she decided to stay out. Hmm, and Gary, Laura's boyfriend, was also out in Paisley, so it was likely that she would meet up with him anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so she's probably met people that she's not seen for a while mm-hmm. and then she knows he's out, so she doesn't need to rush to get home with her friends because Aye. one way or the other... She's getting home. So. Yes. And Paisley's, Paisley Centre is, like, not that big anyway. That, like, it's not that struggle big. to to, like find or or boyfriend or what so, so, so yeah. So, yeah. and the possibility of them just bumping into each other is like was probably likely as well yeah. as much as paisley isn't um isn't huge and mm-hmm. it was the place to be back then like yeah there's only so many places people could go yes so yeah definitely and where furies is based back in the day like it still is the same but definitely more so back then there would have been other bars and clubs there mm-hmm. so it's likely that gary wasn't that far from her anyway yeah Upon leaving the nightclub, Laura was offered to share a taxi with multiple people that she knew. However, she declined all the offers. Laura was happy to walk home. After all, it was about a 20 minute walk back to her house. So why not? Now, mm-hmm. we'll go on to where exactly Laura lives. But in terms of people that don't really know Paisley that well, Laura lives not far from the local hospital, which probably is right about 20 minutes from the, the, from the high street. I'm just trying to like picture it in my head because I've done the drive plenty of times, yeah. but yeah, it's not. And where you're walking is mainly it's mainly street like um lit up streets like yeah, busy yes. streets. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like she was going down paths or anything. So mm-hmm. I understand why she relatively thought it would be a safe idea to walk home. Yeah, yeah, just twenty minutes. Twenty minutes, yeah. and then also she's lived in Paisley her whole life. She probably knows a lot of people from Paisley, mm-hmm. especially her family and her working in a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. She probably knows many people so why wouldn't you be able to walk home mm-hmm. as laura set off for home she would pass many lit up streets and busy roads such as max wellington street the donnelly family home was situated beside paisley's local hospital the rah so the royal alexander oh, hospital yes the hospital would have been lit up and it's likely that there was people entering and exiting the hospital of course across the road from the hospital is fergusley cricket club as Laura was passing the cricket field, she was retrieving her keys. 
as she was only yards from her home. Devastatingly, Laura never made it back to her home. Unknowingly to Laura, there was a man stalking her 10 feet behind her and across the road. And worst of all, Laura knew her attacker. Oh, did we say that yeah. like a lot of times they, they know? They know, yeah. They, they know each other? Yeah. And it's, it, it just, it's devastating because she's so close to her home. She's yeah. got her keys out. She's, about mm-hmm. to, she's looking for them in her bag. She's getting them out. She's, you know, going to get to the front door. She's probably doing it a wee bit, you know, a couple of yards from her house so she doesn't wake her parents up at the front door. Aye, and like, when you get to the door, yes, it's like, it's probably a, a bit cold as well. You, you, you know, it's, it's well after half one. Yeah. Whereas not, you know, I guess it's like, you just want to get out the front door and step in. Yeah. And also for those that don't, haven't seen the RH before, it is very well lit, but you mm-hmm. have the car park, an open car park, yeah. and then the hospital further up. It's like yes. a hill you go. Yeah, yeah it's, it's set back a bit. Yeah. So that, the whole hospital would have been lit up. The car park's got um, mm-hmm. lights as well. The street lights there as well. The street lights there. And then across the road, you've got Fergusley Cricket Club, which mm-hmm. is a big open bit of land. Mm-hmm. There's a slight hill in it as well. And there's some trees and it is quite a big area. Mm-hmm. But it's pitch black at night. It is pitch black at night because there's no need for it to be lit yeah. up at night. Yeah. Yeah. At around 2am on Sunday, the 1st of August, a couple returning home from a wedding and a doctor heard a blood curdling scream. A loud, long scream and then silence. They went out to investigate, however they couldn't see or hear anything. A doctor also on shift in the hospital heard the scream, but they put it down to drunk folk wandering home. A local pub, the Lord Lounsdale, was situated at the other side of the cricket field. The pub was relatively busy on a Saturday night, so it was understandable why the doctor assumed it was nothing sinister. Yeah, yeah, guys, I, I, I get that. You know, like if you, you know, like there's been been times where, where, where like you you hear things or or or, mm-hmm. or what, and you're not quite sure what what do you yeah. do? Do you? Do you go and investigate? Do you phone the police? Yeah. You know, is it just a one-off I mean, drunk thing? I mean, these people, obviously, the people coming back from the wedding, they mm-hmm. went out to look. They couldn't see anything. Yeah, so you And, you, like, you know, we now we, we know that H and that street is well lit. Okay, we know the cricket field isn't, mm-hmm. but you're not naturally going to think something sinister has happened. And literally, the Lord Lounsdale is the other side of the mm-hmm. cricket field. Yep. And it was really busy on Saturday. I mean, it's still open, but it was really, really busy on Saturday nights because that part of Paisley merges into Fox Bar and mm-hmm. that really is the kind of only pub oh, in that yeah, area. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you can understand how it was busy. And plus it's Paisley Fair. So everybody's going out. Mm-hmm. Many people probably thought, well, I'm not venturing into Paisley because it'll be packed. So I'll just go to my local. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you notice it's like when you've been going home, like you're walking home some nights and you're mm-hmm. drunk and you're carrying on. Like what? Also, I know this, I don't want to take any light off of the murder. But sometimes that blood curdling sound that you hear is foxes. Uh, yeah, we have have foxes around us, and it's the most. Your blood runs cold when you hear it because, yeah. and it doesn't matter how many times you hear it because it's horrible. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, maybe more people heard, but mm-hmm. they just thought oh, it's a fox. Um, On the Sunday morning, the Donnelly family was naturally concerned about the lack of Laura's presence. Laura was reliable. And if she said she would be coming home that night, then she would be. A passerby found Laura's keys and one of her shoes in Fergusley Cricket Club. 
However, this could have been put down to someone having too much to drink and being a little bit clumsy on their way home. Mm-hmm. So basically where they found it was kind of, there's like a gate. Yes, yeah. That's on like the main road. Into yeah. the, so mm-hmm. it was found very much there. It wasn't right in, it, mm-hmm. the, in the cricket club at this point. Next to like the, the building that's there. Yes, yes, yes. However, Laura's body was shortly discovered by a little boy who was playing football. He kicked the ball into the outskirts of the cricket pitch and went into the undergrowth to retrieve his ball, where he found the lifeless body of Laura Donnelly. Laura was half-stripped, raped and strangled. And it was a young boy. It was a young boy. Like a child. Yeah, a young boy playing football with his pals. Aye. You know, because nah, this is the thing, where where the hospital is and, and where the Lord Lounge still is and even the cricket mm-hmm. field, it's surrounded by built-up streets yeah, and yeah, houses yes, yeah. and it's predominantly you know it's very much a family mm-hmm. because of area so you know like, it's not unnatural for children to go down well, yeah, and play like, yeah, yeah it's bank holiday weekend it's mm-hmm. summer so yeah like the yeah. it's like if it was even half decent weather i'm sure all the kids are out yeah and like they have every year there's a cricket fit that goes on on yeah. those grounds like it's very much like that area is used mm-hmm. a lot especially by young children yeah but the fact that that yeah. it was a, a young child that found it out as I say, that, that makes it like yeah. makes it even worse then. Yeah, yeah. So as, as, as bad because they'll never forget. Yeah. They'll never see and not see that mm-hmm. in their heads. It is said that the five foot three petite Laura fought desperately against her attacker. The whole town was shocked, saddened, and outraged by the murder. A police investigation immediately began. Very quickly, the police found some of Laura's belongings in a nearby building site. Although this was a step in the right direction. The lack of witnesses from that night was making it difficult for the investigation to progress. Right. Well, yeah, nobody's like, seen it. Everybody, people heard things, but nobody's seen it. Yeah, like, you know, and like it's at, at that time of night, no one else is really about apart yeah. from like other people, you know, like going home. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously there might have been potential for the the wedding couple, you know, they're, they're coming back if they arrived early or later. Yeah. But, 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 but yeah. One motorist came forward and said he drove by Laura minutes before the attack. However, he hadn't noticed anything suspicious. So, for when I when I read this part, mm-hmm. obviously her attacker was across the road. Oh, yeah, I'm so behind. He's so he's on the side of the hospital. Okay. And then Laura's on the opposite side on the cricket field. Mm-hmm. And typically, maybe this is different back then, but whenever I certainly drive by, that part of the cricket field, like the where the gates run along, no cars are usually parked around there. Yeah. But if you cross the road onto the hospital side, there's usually a row of cars parked. Mm-hmm. So the motorist probably, if that's still the, if that was still the same back in nineteen ninety nine, it's likely that the motorist just didn't see. Yeah. Her murderer. To help carry the investigation on, a TV crime watch special was released about Laura's murder. CCTV of Laura walking home near the cricket club was released to help jog anybody in that area of the night to remember. Mm-hmm. So I have seen this Crime Watch special. Yeah, I, I remember Crime Watch being on the TV. Yeah, I so I have a I used to love Crime Watch, 
I was mm-hmm. also really scared of Crime Watch. <laughs> so I loved watching it and the reenactments and I found it so interesting. I thought that's this is an amazing source of like helping people mm-hmm. remember things that have happened. Is this where you're your like love of true crime? I think like, so, because I think I used to like sneak past like my bedtime and try and watch it. <laughs> but like it was really frightening. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. And the reenactments and all. Yeah. Now when I was younger and I was would watch it, I didn't see this particular episode thankfully because obviously it happened in my local area yeah it's quite it's it's more chilling so i've always had a sort of not interest because that's not the right word but i've always there's always been a you're intrigued no i'm not even intrigued it's just this murder has always played on my mind like mm-hmm. it's it's so horrific and she was so relatable and it mm-hmm. happened where I, I can imagine like that's the thing I can picture her leaving Furies and I can I know the route she would walk yeah. so there's a lot of there's a lot of um, I have a lot of empathy and compassion mm-hmm. for this murder um, and for the family and the victim oh yeah because any other you know like uh, murder or crime we can disassociate ourselves yes. with because it's happened somewhere else it's happened to someone else we, it's like, we don't know them we don't know the area yes. but for this you can literally picture yeah. everything. And I don't personally know the Donnellys. Yes. And I also don't know um the murderer and his family. I don't mm-hmm. know them. Yeah. But I know the streets and I you drive by it. So there's a yeah, definitely you're you're associated with it. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's always played in my mind. And it was a while back somebody had mentioned to me, oh, there was a watch, a crime watch um reenactment of it and I remember watching it. And it was obviously the reenactment. It was done by a, a police officer, female mm-hmm. police officer, and it was crazy because she walks by. You see, you see the reenactment where she works in Blockbuster, and you see yeah. Dooley's, and you mm-hmm. you see her in Furies, and you see her walk by the big flats at Maxwellington, and yeah. and all that. And you see her get to her house, and you hear the scream, and you see a you know the doctor mm-hmm. in the hospital. So it feels like real life, and that scream is so haunting. But as well, like, like, the scream must have been so loud because, as I said, the hospital, it's... It's up a hill of yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's quite a bit back from the main road. Yeah. It's not right on it. No, exactly. It's, it's, like, there's a, a short drive up to... Like, we're, we're not talking minutes mm-hmm. drive, but, like, still... Yeah, for, no, like, I know what you mean. Yeah. For, like, a doctor to hear that, like, in the hospital when, like, obviously yeah. at, at night it's not as, you know, like, go, go, go. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, he's probably still doing things and also laura was walking up towards her house mm-hmm. there's several houses in that yeah. area and you like so you you then think did any of them hear it but mm-hmm. like us you know sometimes you might wake up from a noise and think did was i dreaming that yeah or was yes. that fox or was that mm-hmm. you know drunk kids or what mm-hmm. who knows it's like, like even her family didn't wake up from it yeah yeah local police had another tactic Local men were asked to give DNA samples and over 1,000 men complied. I heard about this. Yes. So is that, yeah, like, no matter who you who you were, like, like if you were a yeah. man that, that lived in Paisley. If you lived, not just necessarily Paisley, okay. they gave postcode areas. Ah, uh, okay. Because okay. it had to, it didn't have to predominantly be someone that lived nearby, but they just had a theory, like the police. Yes. Also Paisley, as much as it's a small, like, t- set, t- like town. Town, and the still... It, like there's t- a lot of like tens of thousands there's a lot of tribute to these i always say like different yes. like you know <laughs> but yes places you, you, that join yes, on. They, they they had to do a relatively n- narrow search to yeah. start off with they couldn't yeah. just go 
go out. And let's face it, if you've got, if you're not involved in it, you're like I would be happy to comply in oh, an course. investigation. Yeah. Unknown to the locals, the police had retrieved semen from Laura, so the DNA that they were taking from the locals was to try and match it. The voluntary DNA swabs provided the police with a match to Thomas Brophy. Now, for me, if the police was asking for DNA, my assumption would be because they have something to match it against. Yes, but nowadays I feel like the like the public is very like knowledgeable with regards oh, yes. to DNA and and mm-hmm. forensic science. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how in the in the late nineties yeah. was that the same. I'm not saying it wasn't, but. Maybe, yeah, like, there was still some, like, myths or, like, old wives' tales. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Plus, the the murderer may have thought that they had got rid of any DNA evidence. Mm -hmm. So, so let's look at Thomas Brophy. Okay. Thomas Brophy was arrested for the rape and murder of Laura Ann Donnelly, although he denied these charges. Hours after the arrest, the Brophy's family home was firebombed. It is assumed that this was due to the arrest and the outrage of the locals for the murder. The Brophy family were known to be difficult neighbours, so it may have been a relation to that. Or perhaps it was both. Due to this, Thomas Brophy's father and his five other siblings were moved out of the local area. Yeah, like... So they're known to the locals. Yeah. I imagine it probably was a combination. Mm-hmm. So as you know, like... This is a very innocent girl who, you know, had whole, her whole life in front of her. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, like, anyone who knew her, like, loved her, liked her. Mm-hmm. So, has had, had great things. And then, obviously, everyone's devastated mm-hmm. from her, her, her murder. So, when it's announced that someone's been charged, or uh, mm-hmm. uh, arrested and charged with it, yeah, I can understand the, the feelings that Paisley locals would have yeah. for it and all like, i don't necessarily agree with the firebombing because obviously like the the family didn't do anything no but then it could was it due to that they were nuisance neighbors who knows yeah who knows was it just an excuse then to be like, be like well we'll get you back now possibly thomas brophy had met laura before when he'd been in blockbuster as laura would be there and would be her usual chirpy self so they would chat away on one occasion, Brophy asked Laura out on a date. However, Laura told Brophy that she had a boyfriend and, I, and an engagement was approaching, so a date wasn't on the cards. Okay. So he's been essentially rejected yeah. by Laura. Not because, no malice. Yeah, she's, yes. she's with somebody and she's yeah. faithful to that person, so she doesn't want to mm-hmm. go on a date with him. Yeah, and I imagine, like, like as the vast majority of people who, who work in any sort of, like, retail or public facing role like mm-hmm. they they're going to be chirpy yeah chat, d- d- she seemed like chatty. a really nice ghetto like yeah, yeah so like, she probably spoke to all our customers yeah. really nice you and, know and he's potentially misconstrued misconstrued this yes. as flirting yes on the 31st of july brophy who was 21 at the time was also out in paisley he filled with alcohol and his aim of the night was to chat up girls he was particularly interested in one girl who he had been chatting to for most of the night. However, he tried to kiss the girl and slip his hand onto her thigh with the girl telling him where to get and a slap to the face. <laughs> so is he bad at mis- misreading the signs? She might have been chatting to him. Doesn't well, yeah, mean she was yeah, with yes. that, you yeah, know? Yeah, I, 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 like, I think, yeah, like when alcohol's you, you, you involved, so it's you, you, like you're... 
you 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 can't judge things the same. Yeah, yeah, like you're like um, I can't think of the word, but like, yeah, you know, your ability to like gauge situations. Gauge, you know, like you're a bit more aloof, so yes. you're a type, yeah, type thing. That's what I'm trying to say. I that, think like, when you drink, you can materialize things in your head. Yeah. Like, oh, she was she was fine mm-hmm. with me. You're not as cautious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're bold. You're yes, bold. Yes, yes. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, he was bold putting his hand up her thigh. I, yeah, be I'll, I'll try this. Yeah, she's yes. obviously been like, get away. Right. You've obviously misread the signs. Mm-hmm. So this is another rejection for him. Yes, yeah, he's he's probably feeling quite down at the moment. Yes. Brophy, obviously feeling rejected, implied with drink, wandered home. It's assumed that when he was leaving Paisley, he clocked Laura walking home alone and pounced. I was about to ask, because like, I assume he lived in a general, the general area, mm-hmm. the general area of Laura? Yes. Right, okay. Yeah, they're not super far away from each right, other. Right, right, okay. Um, yeah, so it sounds like it's been a, um, what's the word? It's been like a chance situation mm-hmm. and almost like a moment of madness where he's seen her and thought, she rejected me. Like, it's a hatred. Yeah, yeah, like the, it was almost like the dominoes like fell into place for him. So it is for, for all this to happen to her. Yes. Yes. He's going to put all his problems and issues and blame them on Laura, essentially, yes. isn't mm-hmm. he? So the question is, did he attack her because he'd been rejected and she was a female by herself? Or did he recognise it was Laura who'd also knocked him back? What do you think? I think it was probably he recognised it was Laura. First. But do you think if it was any other female walking home alone that night on that street, he wouldn't have pounced? I don't know. As I, I think he probably would have, but I, because it, it might have been that he didn't realize it was Laura like at the start, and then it's, it's it's like two in the morning at this yeah, point. Dark. It's dark. Yeah. How easy, and you're across mm-hmm. the road. How easy is that to realize that that's somebody that you've known? Like, yeah, yeah. I guess that's like if he saw her like often, then like yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, we it. don't know how long he was following for yeah. her for. Mm-hmm. Also. But yeah, it's just interesting to think if that could have been any other girl, would they have managed to get their keys in, in the door and at home safe? Mm-hmm. Or was no was no Pais- was no female in Paisley safe that night or yeah. not? That's the thing that always haunts me a wee bit is what what was his motive? Was it to hurt Laura or just to hurt females? Well, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess like if if you're out and I'm not, that's why like I always say I'll I'll come and get you no matter what time it is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not because like it's just the, the safer safer yeah. option. Yeah. So the trial started in March two thousand at the High Court in Glasgow. During the trial, Brophy was represented by one of the sharpest QCs in Scotland, Donald Findlay. Findlay tried to suggest that Laura had been murdered by two men. However, he was unable to argue away the DNA match. And Brophy had actually gave the police a green t shirt which he claimed to have been wearing that night which they found fibres on the t-shirt matched to fibres found on Laura's body. So I don't. I did look into it a mm-hmm. wee bit about the QC and, and blaming two men. Yeah. And not much came up, to be honest. Um, but how could, how could his QC argue that his DNA was on her body and fibres on her body were also on his mm-hmm. t-shirt? Like that's... Especially you, when, like, the DNA they had was, was semen. Yeah, you like, can't argue that. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't just, like, fall on... <laughs> And I hate this as well because 
possibly, I don't know, his QC could have argued that he had the broth had consensually slept with Laura <laughs> that night and then, you know, she then yeah. was murdered. And I hate that because I feel like it just makes her look wrong and yes. you know, it, it portrays yeah. it portrays Laura in a wrong light and that's so frustrating and I get mm-hmm. QCs have got jobs to do, but it really annoys me when the victim is put in a bad light. Yeah. Especially when she's so, sorry, when she's so innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the only argument I could like think of for the the teacher is that he could argue that he bumped into her or like just, hugged her or something. yeah yeah like he brushed past her as, yeah. as I say, if, if, if he was in furies as well but also it depends how many fibers were found on her and on his aye, t-shirt because if there's only a couple yeah fair enough you could have mm-hmm. bumped but if there's a lot then that yeah. indicates more close contact yes. doesn't it yeah over a, a longer period of yeah. time laura's family and her partner gary sat in the courts throughout the trial Clips from the BBC Crime Watch were played in court. During this, Laura's parents sat covering their eyes and ears. The playing of the reenactment was at the request of Brophy's QC. So he was trying to play it to pick holes? I believe so. Yeah. Um, but the torture that her, her family and Gary mm-hmm. had to go through again, because I, I don't even know if they would have watched the, the original. The original. Probably not. But also, I don't know if I could. If people do go on or have seen the crime watch um, reenactment, you'll know that Laura's family home look the back of the house looked on to the cricket club. Yeah. So see, in the morning when they woke up and they didn't obviously know Laura was in the mm-hmm. cricket field. Once the police all gathered, once the body was found, they would have clearly have seen sirens and police and you know ambulance. They would have known some, not mm-hmm. not obviously probably assuming it was their daughter. Yeah. But, but like, knowing, and you know what we're all like, we all look behind the curtains and mm-hmm. we're like, oh look there, there's a sign mm-hmm. of what's going on. Do you know, we all do it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like there's probably like a, a small part of them as I have that dread, but the, but You probably, probably have that, like, that, yeah, that worry, but then you probably think, I'm just being irrational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can definitely understand if they had the thoughts of like, She's probably staying with her friends, you know. Yeah. You, you know, like she should she'll be home soon, but yeah. Oh uh, yeah, totally. but, but, but yeah, like. So it's one thing for her family to have to look out their windows mm-hmm. and see the field that their daughter was murdered in. I know. But then to have to sit through the trial, and I mean it that the scream and the reenactment is blood curdling. Like mm-hmm. your, if your blood doesn't run cold listening Aye. to it, you're wrong. I think as well, like, you probably imagine like her family probably enjoyed that, that that view especially yeah like was, it's uh-huh oof. yeah yeah prior to uh-huh yeah as i say if there was a game on or what or, mm-hmm. or like even just having a glance out seeing kids having the time of their lives being like, being like oh that's lovely mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like an, that's just another aspect of the life that's you know like that just can't have yeah shrewd mm-hmm. the trial lasted eight days The jury was made up of 10 men and 5 women. It only took the jury 90 minutes to find Thomas Brophy guilty, with the judge sentencing him to a life in prison with a minimum of 20 years. Afterwards, Laura's mother, Anne, said, People are saying that whoever did this to my daughter must be an animal. But an animal wouldn't do this. He was a monster. She was tiny. How could anyone look her look into her face and just destroy her. Mm-hmm. Shortly after the trial, Brophy appealed his cause 
and it was reduced to life in prison with a minimum of 16 years. Those who have met with Brophy whilst in prison, such as psychiatrists and psychologists, have said that Brophy would likely have killed more women if he had not been caught. So that goes back to our question earlier of, was it because it was Laura yeah. that night or was it any woman wasn't safe? Yeah, like, you know, did Laura, like, unlock this in him that he's like, oh, I'm not capable of, of, of this? Or mm-hmm. was it going to be that, you know... He could have been yes. potentially a CEO killer. Yeah. Or, yeah, so he sounds like a psychopath, Aye. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that Laura's family moved from that house. Uh, I obviously. can understand. Yeah, totally get that. So after, obviously, he's... So you got 16 years with minimum... Uh, 16 years minimum and then... Yes, life. Life. Mm-hmm. So technically, he could have been out in 2016. Okay. But there's no information on him just now. Like, I have been on so many databases and everything trying to find out where's Thomas Brophy. Yeah, because I... Because it frightens me. I would... Like, I'm pretty sure that the procedure is if he was getting released, the fam- uh, her, her family gets told. Yes. Because, like, you always hear hear stories of someone getting released, you, mm-hmm. you, you, you like, early. And the, the victim's family always fight to be like, no, keep them in. Yes. So, like, I would have thought if he is out, her family would have kicked off, got a lot of media mm-hmm. uh, um, to, to, like, make sure he doesn't. But maybe they just want, maybe they've moved away maybe, and just yeah. want a quiet life. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. know. But technically, if he was out now, so he was 21 when he committed the murder in mm-hmm. 1999, it's 2023, so he's about... 44 45 yeah so he's still quite relatively young mm-hmm. and that's frightening to think that this type of person could be roaming our streets yeah like and he would still be very capable now i assume because i can't find any information on him that he's still in that he's still in yes. but i don't even know what prison he's in like it was so difficult to oh, find really? yeah and i don't know why i don't know if it's maybe just because it was you know it's the 90s and mm-hmm. it maybe it wasn't archived it will be obviously people will know yes, but yeah. i just couldn't find mm-hmm. anything um but yeah it's quite a a haunting case and what if it would be quite interesting is if listeners are listening to it and obviously aren't from paisley will they think it's the same like mm-hmm. is it more because i have a connection to it because yeah. it was most probably but yeah i drive by that cricket field anytime i'm in sort mm-hmm. of paisley area and i think about it every single time i see that cricket field it haunts me like yeah because i as i said like you're, you're like it's more personal to you yeah. than Angus Sinclair. Yes. Also, I think as well, like, she she represents so many girls in Paisley mm-hmm. that lived in Paisley, went out in Paisley, have all walked home from a night yeah. out in Paisley. And I think that's the scary thing. All she did was walk home. And I think the heartbreaking thing was she had her hands, her keys in her, her hands, hand. And she was metres away. She was just getting through the door, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's where you're safe. Like, you're literally walking to your safe place. And mm-hmm. for that to be stolen from you, that's, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that is probably, like, one of, like, the, the worst things about it, that, like, she could see her home. Now, I don't know if maybe this... Because I was only five when this murder happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it. I feel like... And I tried to look this up as well. So if anybody does know, please let me know. But I'm sure in Barshaw Park, which is a local park in mm-hmm. Paisley, there's a play... Part of the play park was dedicated to her because okay. she was so good with children. Yes, yeah. But when I tried to look that up to get confirmation, mm-hmm. I couldn't really find anything. 
However, I don't know if that's because I was so young and obviously I then found out about this murder and things, but even if I've been on a night out or wherever it's dark and say I get a taxi home, the minute I'm out of that taxi or a friend's car or whatever, I get this instant panic. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm holding the keys in my hand, yeah. and but I want to like, if nobody was watching, I'd do that really scared run that we yeah. all do, you know, the really fast one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would do that. Like my heart beats mm -hmm. out my chest. And I don't know if it's a link to Laura and Donnelly's murder or me being a shite bag. But no, no, I, I think it's like the overall sort of like, you know, like the, um, what women and females like have to go through mm -hmm. on a night out, you, you know, or, or I like any time, you know, yeah. I like, uh, um, like uh, at times, you know, like, uh, like I can walk home fine generally, mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, yeah. and I wouldn't really have an issue. You know, like I'm, I'm always still aware because just, yeah. just in case I, I, I can't. But yeah, like if I'm walking behind um a a woman, mm -hmm. I I'm naturally a fast walker anyway, so like I'll catch yeah. up. And it's it's like that what, awkward thing. Yeah, like I'm like I'm like, do I do something to 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 to, so, to like say that going I'm I'm not a threat. Just let me pass. Which is a shame that you have that yeah. situation. Mm -hmm. But apparently, the universal sort of code in that situation mm -hmm. is you would cross the road. Yeah. But I don't really agree with that either. Because if you cross the road, you're going to panic me even more. Because then I'm like, are you crossing the road to keep pace with me? Yeah, or to like... You can't win in that situation. Because yeah, yeah. if we are already in a kind of fearful state of like, mm -hmm. this guy's following us, like, or whatever. And it's a shame because mm -hmm. you're most likely just wanting to get home. Aye. Um, yeah, I don't... I think it's a lose-lose situation, to yeah. be honest. I don't think mm -hmm. we'll, ever, we'll ever get down to how we can walk down the street feeling 100% safe. Mm -hmm. But I also believe, as much as I get scared walking down the street and I don't like any of my female friends walking home alone or anything like that, I always like them to text when they get home from a, yes, a night yes. out and things. I do also have a fear for men because mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, that can be frightening. You could get beat up. You could get sexually assaulted mm -hmm. as well. Like, nobody is safe and I hate that. You have other threats. There's definitely times where it's a site where I've walked home you know like in in, in 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 glasgow and while it's a much more available option to me mm -hmm. like if if a single person is like generally if it's a man is walking towards me i get nervous mm -hmm. because or, or if it's a group i get nervous because you know like, it just takes them to be like i we will yeah it is, uh, um, but, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason why people mm -hmm. people commit crimes you mm -hmm. know but but yeah as i said that's why if if you're out and i'm not I, i'll always come in and, and, yeah. and get you at the end of the night so as in um even even before we we lived together and like i was dropping off at, at your parents and you get out of the car and i'd be like i'll oh, see you phone <laughs> <laughs> even though like you're three steps away it's always that awkward <laughs> thing of like you wait until they're in the house yeah. and then you're like do you stand at the door and wait I, do you go in like it seems so rude to just go in but i also feel a wee bit like you do that we sad just standing waving do you know so yeah that we wave at, at the door that like, like your, i'm safe <laughs> your your granny would always do as yeah. you're leaving <laughs> yeah but yeah uh yeah. a close a close mm -hmm. episode for me yes close crime for me mm -hmm. but one that i feel like should be out there because it was such ordinary steps that laura and mm -hmm. you know did that night shouldn't do anything in the wrong to to deserve mm -hmm. any of this so yeah i think nowadays like 
females are less less likely to walk home on their own or like to not have a sort of like precaution mm -hmm. they are you know you know for, but it's wrong because we oh, should yes. be able to walk oh yes yes without, uh, definitely but, but we're not we're just not there yet no hopefully we we will be at some point hopefully but yes thank you all so much for listening this has been an interesting one mm -hmm, it has i've enjoyed it good um, if you would like to send us any requests for future episodes, you can follow us on Instagram at there's been a murder underscore podcast. Thanks so much. Cheers, guys. Take care.